Welcome everyone to Mission Daily. If you're here, then you know what's up. I'm Chad. This is Stephanie. And we are here with a daily podcast for you. If you're looking to level up your health, wealth, wisdom, maybe discover the secrets of the universe, you're in the right spot. Hit subscribe and subscribe over at mission.org to our weekly newsletter. It's for executives, it's for entrepreneurs and people looking to change the world. If you'd like to learn more about working with us, head over to mission.org studios or click the link to work with us in the show notes. We'll hear from you soon. Let's jump into the show. All right. Welcome everyone to Mission Daily. Hey, welcome back. I feel like I wanted to get in the mood, but this is about the risky because I don't know what this song is. But I feel like don't I play it for more than seven seconds. You're breaking licensing. Whoop. <laughs> I think I got it. I got to get in the mood for what we're talking about today. Nice. That was uh, some spooky uh... alien music. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I looked up on YouTube. Yeah. So many people saw the news in the New York Times that got published on early Friday morning about UFOs and the Navy intelligence research project that's been going on for quite a while to determine if these, they're now called unidentified aerial phenomena, but basically to determine what they are because different naval pilots and people throughout history have recorded these uh, visions of strange things in the, in the sky. So let's start off with some caveats. I neither believe nor disbelieve any of this phenomena. I am a skeptic. I am curious. And I think it's important that we explore these topics with as little bias as possible because we're always going to have some mm-hmm. bias, right? Yeah, I heard. Um, I was listening to someone who said, I'm not here to give all the answers, but I am here to encourage people to ask questions and lead them to those questions. Definitely. I don't know how many answers I have. And I'm becoming more skeptical of people who claim that they do have answers. But I think there's some really interesting evergreen principles for life and investigation and investigative journalism that it's critical we bring up now as topics like this start to circulate more and more throughout the news. As things get more tumultuous in our world and the media is slowly, the mainstream media is slowly dying in many senses it's quite possible that a lot of this stuff is manufactured to kind of throw us off our toes, keep us distracted, and really separate us from each other or keep us living in this perpetual state of fear. That's that's a term coined by one of my favorite authors, Michael Crichton, who, when he summed up the media, he was basically, uh, in the last days of his life, just he decided that it was this one big circus of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So this isn't our intention to spread the FUD. This is our intention to help alleviate it. So why did you become interested in this? Because you've kind of talked about this, I'd say for about a year now. um, And you've kind of gone through, I'd say different emotions behind it each time you've brought it up with me. So what are you thinking now? Like, why is it more important now than before if it is? And yeah, how are you thinking about analyzing this news versus six months ago? I think now based on different experiences, healing experiences, and life experiences and conversations I've had with many people, it's just really hit home how many people there are out there that have seen things that they cannot explain. So starting with um, my neighbor is a very young boy who told me about some of the things that he saw when he was in the military uh, in the desert 
These are conversations that I, I remember vividly. And he was never a, uh, you know, you need to believe this type of person. He was a, oh, this is just what, like a very nonchalant guy that would tell these stories. And that was, I guess, the first time kind of like my interest got peaked. And in researching a lot of psychology and psychotherapy and, and things, you inevitably come across the work of Carl Jung. And I'm really struck by how the recent article in the New York Times, if we go back to, I think, 1957, there was another article published, I believe, in the New York Times by Carl Jung writing on the UFO phenomena. And he ended up writing an entire booklet uh, about this. And his booklet, which was basically a book, was called uh, Modern Myth of Things Seen in the Skies. And the title was actually Flying Saucers. And Jung was kind of in this camp that thought it was a psychic phenomena and it was a reflection of our own you know, desire to have certainty in a world that we don't understand, right? In a world that Carl Sagan called a demon haunted world. You know, we have like this candle of science, of rationality, of, of values, and it's just surrounded by this darkness of the unknown, right? Like the, the space, when we look out at the stars and we don't see any life, we don't see any, uh, you know, signs of extraterrestrial life, like i.e. the Fermi paradox, um, it appears that it's very, very difficult for life to emerge at all. So really just following, you know, and surfing that thread of ideas that kind of pointed us to, well, let's start asking some questions about this because so many people, whether it's Navy pilots or, um, you know, the stereotypes that we all think of when people, oh, I've seen this, I've seen that. Um, it's just important to start asking some questions. And especially with everybody listening, I think, think back about your own experiences with things that you've either seen or thought you saw or that person that tried to tell you a story that seemed completely off base, like they're, oh, they're full of it. Uh, and maybe that person that seemed legit that was telling you something. Just think back about your own experiences. That's kind of like the mm -hmm. the wave and the thought process in mind with this. Yeah. I also felt a little bit pessimistic when I was talking about this earlier, but I also think it's a good thing to keep in mind is that to not always listen to the experts too. I think I was going into a little tangent about uh, the article that you posted, how it said, you know, for a little while there, people, uh, these like experts were finding materials, metals, whatever. And they were like, oh, this is not produced on earth. <laughs> this is not man-made. And then someone would come on and be like, oh yeah, actually that's made here. And, you know, but by then a whole article's written and all this. And so I think also just not always trusting right away, just because someone has like scientist after their name or whatever. Like, I don't think anyone in this world is smart enough to know every piece of material that is developed or created or made on earth. And for someone just to be like, mm, alien stuff, that's an alien made it. I don't know. I just for sure. hard to always believe. Yeah. And it's definitely, again, the skepticism hat is uh, a, a good one to wear when we start investigating this stuff. I wonder and, actually about your post on Twitter. Yeah, I saw so I, I think those posted are the, a, a, what would you call it? A poll. Yeah. I want to see how it's doing. Cause I voted on it. Um, let me find your poll on Twitter about this. It was so I basically just want to get some thoughts from people about the phenomena. And yeah, there's four choices. Do you think it's propaganda? Number one. Do you think it's number two, something of a non-terrestrial origin? Number three, do you think it's us from the future? Or number four, do you think it's just secret US technology? Which one do you think I voted on? You said us from the future, probably. Hey, how'd you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was channeling my interstellar. <laughs> I mean, taking it back to 
uh, different sci-fi authors, one of my favorite sci-fi books, they discover this crashed ship. And at the end of the book, you discover it's a U.S. ship Dune. from the future. Dun, dun, dun. No. Oh, um, man. No, not, that is definitely not the plot of Dune. That oh, not, ah, okay. But, <laughs> what book is it? But you're writing I thought I had it this time. Guess. You're always like so quick with quotes and like, sphere. oh, this philosopher said this. I no, thought I had no, it. No, that's not me. Okay, uh, sphere. sphere. Yeah. That was close. And uh, I I think that's just, that's more of like a fun uh, conspiratorial one that I like to throw out there that um, it is interesting. And there's lots of physicists that seem to think time travel's uh, possible. And there's a recent Neil Stevenson book, Dodo, that's uh, kind of explores some of this, uh, yeah, time traveling possibilities. However, I think that there are explanations uh, for things that are going on. And I think that psyops and propaganda is something that we we always need to be aware of, right? Because George Orwell has a famous quote that all art is propaganda. And that's an important quote to remember about any type of digital media you see. There is always going to be bias in terms of who's creating it, what their intentions are. And when you get media and pieces of content that are created by many, many, many people, the the biases are um, there's a multitude mm-hmm. of, of biases in there and different intentions that want to pull you one way or pull you in, in another direction. And I think that generally this, it's this type of pull should just be towards curiosity, right? Because there's a lot of things that are going on recently, whether it's the two astronauts that are set to touch down on August 2nd, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on with space. There's a lot going on culturally. Uh, we're in this state of you know, radical transformation. There's this, like, we're right at the precipice too, I think, of we've just been through something tumultuous as a species. There have been some really, really harsh, uh, horrible things that have happened to, you know, to individuals and groups. And we're at this precipice, right, of coming together to solve things and starting to, you know, all sync up on team human. And there are a couple of presidents that have kind of hinted at this possibility that, you know, oh, if we could all unite against uh, an enemy that was not human, right, we could start to, you know, stop this dumb practice of going to war, having nation states go to war with each other conventionally, which is just, you know, not fruitful. And rather than do this, I think it's important that we look to the skies, however, however we get there. So I'm kind of in the camp where I I think that this is uh, real research that's being done. However, I don't think anyone has a clear answer yet. There are so many different silos in government, different departments and agencies uh, that everyone is still wondering what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. And I think there's uh, there's a great Terrence McKenna quote where he basically just says, like, at the top, you basically discover that everyone's asking the same thing. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I mean, that's a good reminder to to keep that in mind for anything, any kind of news you consume, any kind of thing you see trending on Twitter, like, yeah, don't always assume that the experts know everything, the people at the top are solving everything. Like, it's a good reason to kind of dive into things that you're interested in. Or if something does feel scary where you're like, oh, you know, I'm kind of getting triggered, like, put those emotions to the side and maybe start looking into it on your own and then make your own decisions. And, you know, maybe like curate experts that you actually trust and they have, you know, a history that you believe in or, you know, research that they do, they've done, 
Right. So. And at the end of the day, too, it takes you back to your own direct experience. What have you experienced? Mm-hmm. What is your experience with life on Earth, interacting with people? Because the second you step out into the media world and that stream, uh, the endless stream of content and information, man, there's uh, it's easy to get swept up in it and taken away. So don't get swept up in it. Just remember, at the end of the day, your direct experience is what matters. But I'm curious to hear what you think. What do you think is going on out there? Yeah. And go vote on Chad's Twitter account. <laughs> go on his poll at Chad Grills and... Yeah, if you want to vote on my side, it's uh, us from the future, but do whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to do. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Hey, everyone. It's Chad. And thank you so much for listening to Mission Daily. We appreciate you subscribing, sharing the show, leaving us a rating review. And for those of you who are interested, if you're an executive at a technology company, we want to talk with you. We work with a number of companies from Salesforce, five departments there, to companies like Splunk, Twilio, Katera, and so many more to create original content and marketing campaigns that get results. We would love to work with you, and we like nothing more than helping large enterprises succeed. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.